35 tea time winner of 34 PGA Tour events, including the 2002 Masters Tournament, the U.S. Open, the Bay Hill Invitational, the Buick Open, the American Express World Golf Championship. All right, all right. <laughs>a very special edition of the pro golf podcast we're addressing something very important in the game of golf slow play and in honor of this being our slow play special we're going to make it our fastest podcast we've ever done start the clock we got we got to get this done in under 15 minutes are you ready go slow play your thoughts criminal nothing ruins a great day on the golf course like playing behind some yahoos that are slow you should have your toenails plucked out <laughs> That's that's how criminal. You've been this watching is. Ozark lately. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Round of golf should take a foursome of any ability. Should take how long? Four fifteen. Four hours is what I would say. Four seventeen is the average right now. I could live with four seventeen. Yeah. I could live with four seventeen. Here's the problem. A lot of the courses I know, it's taking five these days. Somehow. 4.30 has become sort of acceptable, and then a little bit slower than 4.30, and it's 5. You know what's acceptable? You know where 4.30 is acceptable? Pebble Beach. And they okay. expect you. I thought you were going to say West Seattle. No. That is one of the best golf courses in the entire world. Expects you to play Pebble Beach in 4 hours and 30 minutes, and you can only be half a hole at any time behind the group in front of you. And that's 4.30 at Pebble Beach saying you're going to stop and you're going to take pictures. You're going to soak it all in. You're going to lose some balls in the water, obviously. Yep. Or, you know, the lateral hazard there, Pacific Ocean, gets in the way sometimes. But it just shows you where, you know, and it is policed heavily there because they're getting 500 bucks a head. Sure. And they want everyone to have the same amount of enjoyment and the same amount of time to play the golf course. Okay, so before we get to, like, the actual breakdown of slow play and what causes it and, and – people that need to be You're remedied going too slow it's <laughs> a good point <laughs> i'm hovering over a three-footer uh, <laughs> for a triple bogey right now is what i'm doing the mo the most common bite back of somebody is that i paid my money i'll take as long as i damn well please what do you have to say to that ding person? ding ding i have that as number four on my list of a-holes? Uh, yeah. On uh, of the, the slow play etiquette uh, or mis-etiquette. Okay. I paid $80. I'm going to get my $80 worth. What a selfish philosophy. At any given point, there's probably 140 or so people on the golf course. At least. And just because you're 20 handicap who feels like they need to visualize every shot like Jason Day and hover over every putt and plumb bob that you're going to slow up everybody's day, please don't come to the golf course if that's your philosophy. I paid my money. I'll take as long as I want. Yeah. No, you need to move, pick it up and move the pace of play along. Okay, we're going to move from course to tee box to fairway to green course what can they do to improve play tea times they cannot be any closer than 10 minutes yeah in fact 10 minutes is sort of borderline i would say at both private courses i worked at our tea times were 15 minutes apart 
Um, slow play generally isn't a huge issue on private courses because you have members self-policing each other. Yep. You go in, you get a drink, and and they'll they'll go right up to them and say, you guys were screwing the dog. Pick you guys need to pick it up next time. So a place that does, if they try to cram people out there, it's like rush hour traffic. The more people out there, there's just nowhere to go. You know, the LPGA actually found this out. They moved tee times back one minute and pace of play picked up by 15 minutes yeah. on the LPGA tour. So it's very hard for courses to do this because they think I got to get, they got to make their money, get as many people out there as they can. But if you move the tee times back, you worked at a private course. There's, there's other ways you would benefit. People will enjoy the round more, but if you have fewer people out there, you don't have to have as many amenities. You don't have to have as many carts, right? You don't have to have as many people attending. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and, and the tough thing is, is that the first hole is always the longest hole. Yeah. It always takes the most time. So if you have your tee times that are spaced at 10 minutes, you can essentially say that that first group going off the first hole is going to take 14 to 15 minutes off the first hole. You're already five minutes behind. Yeah. And then that just it extrapolates yep. through every other tee time and only gets worse if every other group does the same thing. We played around this summer at Jackson Park, Seattle Muni which Jackson probably isn't even the worst. West Seattle is West nor- normally known as one of the slowest places yeah. to go play. We played Jackson at 8 in the morning on a weekend. They were already 15 minutes behind at 8 in the morning. Just think about what that does to somebody teeing off at 12. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, I've I last year I drove off of West Seattle twice on hole 14 <laughs> because it's taken probably because I was already four at and four and a half, half. Or five hours. I was yeah. already at four and a half there. Yeah. So on the course side, you know, just to get back to your question, obviously on weekends, pin positioning, make it easy. Can't be too hard. Rough length. Make sure that Fridays are mow days. So you're mowing down the rough on Fridays. That was something that even on a private course we live by is Saturday, Sunday. Those are easy pins. Every green's got tough pins. We reserve those for either men's day yeah. or Thursday or Friday so that people that did want to challenge themselves, they knew which day was going to be the toughest day. I think any course that has long par threes needs to, on their busiest days, they have to be forward because long par threes bottleneck a course terribly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to you, number three at Walter Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's a perfect example. And even for good golfers, you know, we're not great golfers. We're good golfers, though. That's still a tough hole for a public golf course. So, yeah. okay. So how about let's keep going through the course. Tee box. I'm gonna now pick on starting on the first hole. Pick the proper tee box. Correct. People that pick the wrong tee box and think I'm gonna play it from as far back as I can, they ruin. They can ruin a day for everybody. PGA is spending millions and millions of dollars on advertising because this is probably the largest contributing factor to slow play. Tee it forward. Tee it forward. It's fun. I, I get that some people say, oh, I only hit my driver like four times today. Well, get, good for you. You're a long hitter. There's still Golf's still plenty hard playing from forward tees. I'll give you a perfect example. Played 36 sets on Cadia a couple weeks ago. Played from the white tees on the first round, right? Mm-hmm. Shot 77. Played from the blue tees on the second round, shot 86. Took me 10 more strokes. Took everyone in a group 10 more strokes. Probably took you 20 more minutes to play. There you go. Perfect example. And, I, and I'm a single-digit handicap. Right. So we get to then the next part of the tee box. Ready golf. We are not on the PGA Tour. I mean, if you're out there by yourself and you want to give somebody honors, I get it. But we actually just played nine holes today. I probably should have had the honor on eight out of nine tee boxes today. Yep, I'm, yep. Wa- I'm waiting for you to 
to you give just me. Chop my legs off. Carry on. But I have a rangefinder. I zapped the flag, and you hit because you were ready. If I had to zap and then put my glove on and then pick my club, I gave the yardage like I was your caddy. You picked your club, you hit, right? Yeah. And we and, moved through it very quickly. Yeah, and then the only time that I have a tough time not hitting first is a birdie. Birdies, Because yeah. I believe in karma. I do. I actually, I mean, I think the birdie should be given the chance. But if birdie player decides he's got to drop a deuce on the next hole, yeah. then please don't wait for him. No, but ready golf, and that's something that to a 20, 25, 30 handicap is a foreign term. Yeah. Just get up there. If you're ready, hit the shot. And now, also, we're still on the tee box. I haven't got off there yet. Let's try and work with a routine on the tee box that doesn't involve Jason Day visualization. How many practice swings are acceptable? If you take more than two, I'm going to look at you pretty cross. Three is, three. Three is three the max. Three is the max. Because something could go really terribly wrong and swing one or two, and you might need a third. Get a routine, put the tee in the ground, line up, and go. And this routine starts at the driving range. Yeah. This doesn't... You're not creating a new practice routine on the golf course. It's been proven if you watch golf and you're a golfer, you see every single professional golfer with a practice routine, it works. Yeah. So do it. Yeah. But everyone's different. Just find one that works quickly. Don't close your eyes until you can see the shot going in the hole. Okay. We're moving. We're off the tee now. We're moving to the fairway. Guess what? Walk to your ball first. Go figure out your situation and then if somebody else in the group needs help go help them i see so many times people walk in a group like they're seven-year-olds playing soccer and they're just moving as a big group they go to one and then they go to the next and then they go to the next go walk to your ball get your life in order and then look around and see do any of my friends maybe need help finding a ball do they need you know me to tell them where to drop something like that get out of the group mentality you can talk on the tee box you can talk while you're moving to your ball and you can talk while you're moving to the green there's lots of time to socialize cut it off end the conversation and go to your ball yeah in most groups that i play with now they at least have one rangefinder in the group yeah you know what if you don't have your own rangefinder don't be waiting until three other guys hit to get your number on the tee it's probably acceptable but you're right unless it falls perfectly you probably need to figure out your so make sure you're observing poles, you know, 150, 100, 200. If there's, you know, most golf courses have stakes. If they don't have yardage on the sprinkler heads. But otherwise, you know, you're just going to have to take an educated guess if you're not there. And I'm going to say this too. You're allowed five minutes to look for your golf ball. I hit a shot today that caromed off a tree into some big rough. We couldn't really, it was tough, low sun in the morning, you know, we couldn't really see it. How long do you think we spent looking for my ball? 20 seconds. I was going to say a minute. Like a minute looking for my ball. Everyone plays Pro Vs nowadays. You're probably going to find another one. So just because you think that ball's worth $5 to you, it's not. I mean, five minutes is so long to look for a ball. Please, if you don't find it where you think it should be, that's a tough break. If you're playing, you know, you have to realize what situation you're in. If you're just playing for fun with your friends, I hope you have good enough friends that say, you know, just drop here. Take This is where you should be. You know, take your stroke, get on with it, move on with your life. Life will go on. Yeah, absolutely. Part of it for me, too, just understand the rules of golf, you know, and understand what rules you need to abide by every single time and what can be fudge, especially when you're just out having fun. Right. Now we're at the green. Stewing over a two-foot putt for an eight, you should be kicked right off the course. Toenails being pulled. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about torturing somebody. Yes. 
that's because watching somebody do that is torture. Absolutely. It is so much torture to watch somebody that you know they're within a couple feet of the hole and they've taken six shots to get there. Just get it. You're done. Just pick up the ball. Yeah. For us, we know that double is, you know, maximum allowable as far as handicap standards go. Yeah. Now, if we're in a match, you know, and we're both, yeah, it's a little different, you know, and if one of us makes a six and we got to see if someone's going to make a seven, but to come down to it, I mean, you just need to understand that you have to have an acceptable amount of consideration for every other person on the golf course. Yeah. What have you, what do you got that I haven't hit on? The one that irks me the most. Yes. The biggest one, the golfer trying to hit the once in a lifetime shot <laughs> on a, on a long par four or on yeah. a par five. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I got a three wood. Well, I know how far my driver goes and I know how far my three wood goes. And I know that the par five is playing 530 yards today. Yeah. So I can barely get there. And I know where I stand, and I just watch you flail on the tee box. I know that it's not going. Yeah. This is this is Top Gun buzz the tower situation, and I hate to say it because I respect the game of golf, but if I watch this for 14 holes, it may happen. I may or may not have seen you when there's been two holes between the group in front of us and then the group in front of them. When there was a two-hole difference, I may or may not have seen you hit driver Right over their heads. Over the top? Over the top. And at that point, you don't really care what they do to your golf ball once it's out there because it's subject to getting stomped or hit back at you or whatever. Yep. But it's a little – there's not a lot you can do out there on the course. And, and dealing with people – again, you're dealing with sometimes people that don't get it, that think they have every right to take as long as they want. It's it's a tough situation. I mean, I'm not joking when I say there are stories of people dying on the golf course because of getting into confrontations with people. So – it's, I mean, it's not really a laughing matter, but this is a this is a public service announcement. This podcast right now, you got to do your part, right? In summary, I would just say be ready. Too often, I play, you know, play in a group where people are not ready. Oh, oh, it's my turn. Just be ready out there. Have be your aware. Head, have your head in the game. Yeah, and be ready to hit. And when it's your turn to hit, hit the ball. That's it. Time. I think we did pretty good. Yeah kept it under four hours i know that well that's good you don't have to be subject to uh torture so if pace of play gosh if it just picked up 15 minutes at every single course we'd be in a lot better shape but four hours is the goal every time out make that your goal for brandon i'm justin the dude abides <laughs>